The following program comes to you from the MNL Studios. Welcome in to the Mark and Linda podcast. How are we doing, Skeeter? We're good. Uh, today on this day in history, not much. D- you don't hear these often. Dumb blonde guy <laughs> jokes. Uh, this past week was uh, May the 4th be with you. Some little known Star Wars fun facts. Oh, just a week late. Shut up. A rousing round of, well, I'll save it. Rousing round of what year is it? Mm. We have four today. Oh my God. So Skeeter will be challenged. We have a an itsy bitsy spider problem. Not us. Oh, okay. see my face i'm like what right i saw it and that was why i had to correct it's not us are you keeping secrets no as far as you know these aren't legos kurt cobain had what and what is the number one song played at funerals Okay, because it always seems like you never get to the very last thing that you say. Mm-hmm. So let's start today. Nope. And you tell us what is the number one song played at funerals? I won't do it. Is it Whitney Houston, I Will Always Love You? It is not. All right, we'll just wait for you then. <laughs> I'll get to it. Mm-hmm. No, we're good. Mm-hmm. I'm covered. Um, so, you guys, I'm sorry if I sound nasally or if I cough. May and June are my worst months for allergies because the grass is, what's it called, grass? Spo- the mold. And well, the- it's the mold spores is one, but the, the grass is another one, and it's high right now. Uh, also pollen still. Uh, well, it's the, uh, the grass pollen is what? The tree pollen is gone. Now it's just the grass. So um, I feel fine. I just sound a little stuffy. Uh, you're a little puffy too, actually. God damn it. You weren't supposed to tell them that. Oh, did you know it? Yes. You're a little puffy. <laughs> Can you say stay puff? Can you say ugly? Mm. Um, stay and, puff. And speaking of that, I know that lo- those of you that follow Linda, then you know. Well, if you're following me on Instagram, then you're getting a fucking bird show. Yes. I am the mother of birds. She is. There is a male and female, those of you that are not up on Duck World, the male duck is a mallard, and then the female duck, ugly, by the way, gray, no color, mallard, gorgeous. Well, well, they make them that way for a reason. What's the reason? Um, So that predators will go for the pretty one. Do you know what you're you're making shit up? Nope. I'm not like you. I'm not making anything up. What's the shot at me? What am I making up? You like to make shit up. Um, Mark, there's something wrong with my screen. What screen? This. Push it toward your mic. What if it Push it over? toward your mic and pull it down. Okay, but it feels like, oh, oh, there we go. All right. Thanks. Uh, I, I really think the best time to bring that up is on the air. I just figured it out. Well, why don't you sit down a few minutes before and assess? 
my mic was over there uh-huh. when I was doing my stuff. So these ducks, this male and female duck, they now come and they hang out in our yard all day. Uh, and now there's another couple. But I, I found another couple last night. But I'll stay on these. They're now, we don't feed them, but they're not afraid of either one of us. I was sitting in my chair watching television. Linda comes up from taking Red out and she's taking pictures. And I'm thinking, why are you taking? Well, the female duck <clears throat> was less than a foot behind my chair. Yeah. They walk up where we are. Yeah, they did that last night. Thought they now, were going to watch TV with us. Now, we used to shoe them because our concern was Red would go, well, Red doesn't give a shit. No, Red's he, a good boy. He just doesn't care. So these ducks, and, and I was just walking Red around the yard. We got a guy coming, and it's obvious we have ducks. They're everywhere. So now Linda found two more, a mallard and a female, down by the lake. Yeah. So. But um, someone on Instagram brought up that I need to name my ducks. So I think I'm going to name them Sunny and Cher. Okay, wait. If you're going <laughs> to name them, then feed them. I'm not feeding them. Why? Well, because, number one, we would have to go and buy duck food. And number two, every duck in the fucking lake would be in our pool. I don't think so. I think so. I th- um, but let's, you know, go back. Let's talk about my baby birds that flew. Oh, and I was lucky enough to see them all three fly out. Not a one flew into the pool. It was pretty amazing. I got the first one. But I did not record the um, second two because I didn't have my phone with me. Can't figure it because there was four. Don't know what happened to that fourth one. Yeah, it was weird. The fourth one, uh, you know, Linda would go out incessantly every day and take 50 pictures of these birds. And there were four. And you could tell by looking at the fourth one, like every photograph Linda would show me, three of them had their mouths open. It was all yellow, a mouth. And then the fourth one, you'd see him just kind of laying there. So yeah. it, it looked like he was too weak to kind of open and get food. Yep. And so then all of a sudden, Linda comes back one day with a picture of only three. So I thought, well, the fourth one fell out. So I went and looked and tried to find him and he wasn't there. Well, he could have fallen out and something could have eaten him before we noticed. The circle of life. <laughs> Yeah, so the fourth one didn't make it. The other three did. And like Linda said, she actually did get to see all of them fly out of the nest and then head on. And what they do first is they fly out and they fly to the ground because they don't really know what they're doing. And then they walk around on the grass and then they fly up to something higher and then they fly up to a tree. It was amazing to watch. Uh, yeah, and, and I figured... When a bird hatches, we're talking a month of mom coming and putting worms in their mouth. It's a week. 11 days. That's crazy. Yeah. I thought it was going to take longer. Because they start out nothing. And then in a week, they're ready to go. They start out looking like hairy dicks, don't they? I don't, I, you know, I saw a lot of pictures. Skinny little hairy dicks. And never once did I think, that's a skinny little hairy dick they're laying in that, in that nest there. Um, but anyway, if you're following me on Instagram, you are getting quite the show. And I just want to say this because there are people that don't know to do this. And I know that people listening going, oh, everybody knows there isn't. Um, if you're on Instagram and at the top of the page, where you see faces and there is a round circle around that face, hit on that and you will get 
whoever you're following their IG story. What is IG story? Instagram story. Uh-huh. Like, you know, when you punch my face mark and you watch what we've done all day, mm-hmm. that some people don't know to do that. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I haven't like been posting on Instagram. I've been doing the IG stories. All right. Well, that's it. See, there you go. I just learned you something. No baby birds. And I will say I did this. Um, so we have palm trees in our yard and one of them has always been healthy, the nearest one to the house. And then all of a sudden one day it just kind of goes ugly and it stayed ugly. And I kept and thinking- And it's not it's one gonna... that you set on fire either. No, it's one that- In fact, the ones that you set on fire are thriving. Maybe I should set this one on fire. <laughs> no. Because I get online and they've got these vegetable sticks you poke in the ground made for palm trees and it's supposed to help it. So I did it. I ordered them. You mean um, fertilizer? Yep. And I uh, nailed them into the ground. Nothing. No change. Oh, see, that's not true. It's got fruit on it now. Nothing, nothing, nothing. Uh-huh. nothing I can see. You no. just got to give it some time. I'm giving it time. And it's getting plenty of rain this weekend. It's another shitty Friday. So, and it's, and it's supposed to rain all weekend. Well, hey, it's one of the reasons the Carolinas are viewed and loved by many because it's so green and lush. There's a reason for that. It rains a lot. Mm-hmm. Although I got to say, sitting here in North Carolina and watching a winter happen to the Northeast and the Midwest, you know, our winters are fairly calm. We get Fuck a, you. We froze to death this winter. Linda. You can't. Our winter was horrible, Linda. Linda, well, n- n- I mean, it was cold. What? And it was cold for a very long time, Linda. And we only got two snows, Linda. One ice, but other than that, it compared was... to the Midwest I, and the yeah. Northeast, yeah, we had nothing. Minnesota got snow yesterday again. It's crazy. I mean, it's absolutely so. Here, we we seem to be in a perfect place. We had a couple of snows. I don't, yeah, I don't feel like we're in the perfect place in the winter time. Linda, compared to everywhere else, flooding was rampant. It still is. We had none of that. So far, not going wood. And never have. Couple of snows, little chilly. Little chilly, my ass. Y'all remember him bitching about how cold it was. You know what? Little chilly. You need to go live in like fucking. I don't want to. Well, compared to everybody else, we, even California, we had. The calmest winter ever. Look at what California had. They had a lot of rain and a lot of flooding. Oh my God, the worst ever. And the fires, the worst in the history of the state. And then here we sit. It's too fucking cold here, Mark. Good Lord. (laughs) Swear to God. She could be on the beach in Hawaii. I'm not kidding you. In Hawaii. Stop. Standing on the beach. and, And she would go, a little chilly, a little chill here. Let's get my jacket. It's 98. And she's chilly. There was a breeze. Oh, God. (laughs) So there's no making her happy. It doesn't matter. All right, what else? Oh, so I'm on the phone with, and this means a lot. I'm on the phone with Elliot, who is uh, my negotiating attorney. In other words, when there's a big radio deal to be negotiated. When there was. Right. He's the one that would do it. And... You know, some of the big ones, I can tell you from experience, took a year. And it was, sometimes it got nasty. So it takes a really talented person, male or female, to step in and detach themselves from the emotion of the thing. You know, when some general manager hangs up on them 
and refuses to call him back and, and, you know, stay near the thing. So anyway, I'm talking to Elliot is his name. He lives in Chicago and he listened to the Mark and Brian reunion show and loved it, Mm -hmm. just praised it and said, what makes that uniquely odd and weird is that Elliot wasn't making any money on it and he still liked it. Because well, he, we didn't get paid. Yeah, but he used to make money off of y'all. Yeah. So, I mean. I didn't think he'd listen. Plus, he just, yeah, it was a good show. Well, agreed. But he loved it and didn't make a dime. Not even a penny, which I brought up. He wasn't entertained. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, anyway, he's good. He had a tough five years, this guy. So, and you can never tell. When he's on the phone, it's like real life is what it is and he compartmentalizes it and then he comes to work and he's stoic and an attorney and, and everything's fine. Yeah. So, but just goes to show everybody has a rough Everybody patch. has shit that they have to deal with. Like I'm having to deal with looking at you with no goatee. So I uh, was going to trim mm-hmm. and so I got out the ER 224 <laughs> uh, Panasonic and I started trimming. And all of a sudden I realized, okay, this is not on two and a half, which is what I trimmed my goatee on. It was on one. And I couldn't figure out why it was on one. Linda had mentioned how hairy my armpits were. Yeah. So I went and trimmed them. That meant one. And I forgot to turn it back to two and a half. So anyway. Wait a minute. Did you clean it? What do you mean? So you're shaving under your arms and then you take that thing and you put it to your face? Uh, well, first of all, I trimmed after a shower, so they're fine. Mm-hmm. But no, I didn't rinse it. There's just no need. We're good. Okay. Now to my point. <laughs> As I was doing the goatee, you make that one swipe, you're committed. You have to do the whole thing now. So I literally trimmed my entire goatee down to nothing. And you would think that Linda could look the other way for a day or two. No. No, she, she, no. She, that bare face is staring me right in the face. And you have no upper lip. You know, you know it's coming it's back. It's kind of freakish. It's not freakish. <laughs> it's me without a goatee. Wake up. 36 years. And when I get a, when I get a part or a whatever, I've done plays. I've been clean shaven. Didn't seem to be a problem. Now, all of a sudden. Well, now I see you more. <laughs> good Lord. It's like I thought I was going to have to move. <laughs> because of that but it's back now we're good all right anything from you before we get to comments uh no i'm good thank you and now hey rocky watch me pull a rabbit out of my hat again nothing up my sleeve presto (laughs) Ooh, don't know my own strength now here's something we hope you'll really like and now with comments it is Skeeter. Richard says, Hi guys. So Mark, we have been watching Game of Thrones two to three episodes a night. Mm. Starting season four, I find it interesting that all the hay hays are trimmed and clean. You would think they would be long and hairy. Yeah, what the fuck's with that? Um, I don't know about trimmed and clean. Uh, uh, um, you know, there's hair there and it's not unruly. Yeah, but he was saying you'd think that it was... Well, I, I, I think that there's being... You know, because look, I've seen some some unruly <laughs> pubic hair, and it's not fun to look at. No. So I think the producers kind of made a decision. There's nobody shaved. 
there is pubic hair. It probably is trimmed a bit. And I'll be honest, I didn't really notice. I just noticed, hey, there's... There's a pussy. Yeah, there it is. And with all that banging, everyone would die of an STD before their head was chopped off. Uh, I don't think they had STDs back then. Ha- yes, they did. They had, oh, yes, they had syphilis. Oh, they most certainly did. How do you know? Did you live then? W- well, n- no. You did. You tell us. <laughs> anyway, thanks for keeping the drive to work funny. You're welcome. Uh, send us money. Senders says, Mark, thanks to your enthusiastic recommendations, my daughter and I have been binge watching all episodes of Got the past three weeks. Mm. Tonight, we watch 8-3, according to you, this morning, the best episode of all. I hate that it's ending. Thanks for the recommendation. A um, couple of thoughts. I want to go back to the uh, one you just read there on season four. I will tell you uh, in advance that season five is a little talky. Uh, in other words, there's going to be scenes of two characters talking. Don't be giving him. Don't give I'm, him I'm not. Away. It's still great. Oh, okay. But it's a, a transferring of information that you drastically need. So just know that it's still good, uh, but it's a it's a tad talky. Uh, what was your point on season five? They said, oh, they're about to watch. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. There were a lot of complaints from people about primarily season eight, episode three, um, that it took place. It was so dark. It, it The war is is with the, the walking dead, the night king. Uh, it has to be night because that's when they come. So I would recommend watching it maybe at night when and turn the lights out now i've got a theater so it's not a problem for me i could see everything that was going on and it for my money is the greatest episode of the entire again i'm talking season eight episode three it's the single best one but do because uh, a lot of people complained i couldn't see it watch it at night with the lights off and you won't have a problem mm. get this linda told me 55, just for episode three, 55 night shoots. Night shoots, you normally, as an actor, you show up on the set at five and you're there until six the next morning, maybe seven. I did one and I'm still complaining about it. Yeah. 55 in a row. It's worth it though. Enjoy. I got me a new one coming Sunday night. Yeah. Showman says, Linda, 94, yes. The more you see it, the more you need to see it, right? Well, Showman, I am down now to 92. She's talking about The Greatest Showman, the movie. Yes. And I've got a feeling she's actually going to make it. I watched it yesterday again. It was raining and it was a little chilly, so I turned on my fireplace and Red and I watched it. Ronald Scott says, hey, Mark, someone posted a picture from 1990 of you and Brian broadcasting from Saudi Arabia. Mm. I was wondering if you have any memories or stories from that. I do. Um, We hopped a ride with the USO. They were delivering a Boeing 747-57. It was big. It was the really, really big one, even where uh, first class has a middle row. Uh, and so we kind of lopped onto that plane. Uh, there was half of the plane was supplies and the front half was where we sat. And so we flew, it was, I think a 26 hour flight. Now, smartly, I had always heard about uh, jet lag. So I kept my watch on LA time because basically we were gonna fly, 
get off the plane and do the show and then get right back on it to come back home. So I kept my watch on LA time and say like it was 11 o'clock, that's when I would go to sleep and I would sleep until whatever. So I stayed on LA time the entire time. So as we're going, we got low on fuel and we had to land in Switzerland to get gas. Oh, for some reason I was thinking it was Germany. Mm -mm. We landed in Switzerland and we were not allowed to get off the plane, they told us, because our visas, we had not been cleared to get on the ground in Switzerland. Well, you know what? Fuck them. I got off and went in and got chips and a Coke and got back on the plane at some point after I peed and sat around for a while. I mean, you know, I guess they legally have to tell us that. So anyway, we landed, uh, we get off the plane, we were put into a Jeep uh, the military took us through various barricades, and it's a little unnerving. You pull up to the barricade, and you can see guys with their guns leveled at you mm-hmm. until you're cleared, and then you drive through. We did the four-hour show and quite literally got back on the airplane and came home, and that was kind of it. I don't remember exactly what we did. It was just a standard radio show, uh, but there were quite a few people sitting there watching us do it and they seemed to enjoy it and got a big kick and we felt good about doing something for those that are doing so much for us awesome debbie says mark i know you get pissed off when you get corrected so just consider this an fyi i don't care anymore this is a correction Mm -hmm. the five home runs that stan musial 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 hit are not in one game it was a double header that's what cody told me what does it matter? It was done in the same day. Well, it does in this case matter. Yeah, he hit five home runs, but five home runs in one game means he hit a home run every time he stepped up to the plate. It's a little less impressive when you consider there was a double header instead of nine innings, there were 18. Where'd you get that info? From the same website, Sal. Oh. Sal Serencioni. Sal giving you wrong info. Yep. Um, still great, still a great feat, though. Also, the story about spilling your dad's ashes. My elderly mother knocked over my dad's ashes because she had stored them in a container that was not sealed. Poor thing. She was all by herself and didn't know what to do, so she scooped them up and flushed them down the toilet. Yeah. You know, ashes, and, and I'm saying dogs and humans alike. You know, there's really nothing more unnerving Uh, than to walk into a living room and there's an urn of ashes on the the mantelpiece. What do you honestly do with them? What's the point of really keeping them? I say just cremate them and don't even give me the urn. Hey, I've got JoJo and Elvis's ashes up in my office. See, so the point is right there. I mean, you stick them in your office. It's like, what do you do with them? Because I don't know. And Just bury them or flush them, put them in the lake. Well, I mean, again, you, you feel like you have to, but it's just the, the, the funeral director making money because I don't know exactly what they charge for an urn and the ashes in there, but I'm guessing it's five to 10 grand for what? So just flush them. Hmm. Alfred says, Linda, I just binged watch a show called Dead to Me on Netflix. <laughs> Woo, I almost didn't get that out. It stars Christina Applegate. I really enjoyed it. I think you should check it out. Well, Alfred, I watched the first episode last night, and I thoroughly enjoyed it and can't wait to watch another one. Mm. 
LMO says, Mark could follow up his outdoor leg trimming with the Panasonic ER224 mm-hmm. with his Panasonic EY37A1B leaf blower to clean up the woolly mammoth mess. Wow. <laughs> I have a DeWalt uh, leaf blower. Used it this week, actually. Uh, we've had a lot of wind, so I used it then. I don't need no Panasonic leaf blower <laughs> Dave says, I can't remember the name of the ticket place that Mark always uses. A great place to sit.com. Just think, you're at a venue watching your favorite band and you're in a great place to sit. A great place to sit.com. Good Lord. Megan says, okay, Mark, opioids are too high of a level. Okay, wait, let me start this over. God damn it. <clears throat> Megan says, okay, Mark, opioids at too high of a level will mess you up like Tiger was. But millions of us need those meds to function at a level that 90% of the world takes for granted. Mm. The narrative that opioids are highly addictive and should never be used is destroying lives and causing suicide as these life-saving meds are being ripped away for those of us who need them. I have lupus, rheumatoid arthritis, Addison's disease, and a shattered femur that is still healing. Without my pain meds, I would be stuck in bed, curled up in so much pain, I I would have to crawl to the restroom. Mm. But I think that we were talking about these doctors that just give them out. I mean, I'm pretty sure that Megan goes to see a pain manager for all of her meds. Well, Megan uh, obviously has a point, and, and what Linda was saying is true. We were talking about those people that take the opioids that they're taking for pain and then they you know they they're supposed to take two then they wind up taking 30 uh and they're addicted and then they die um but i get megan's point i've never had well you know i can't say never i did have chronic pain but uh those that need them daily as long as you don't abuse then of course i don't think anybody is shouting Uh, negative on that and should you always be able to get those pain relieving uh, opioids absolutely but it's getting into those people that abuse them and they go to the doctor and the doctor continues giving them more and then more and why i'm assuming it's because the doctor gets a financial kickback he does he does he gets kickback he's kind of selling the opioids allegedly so those are the ones where the problem, because let's be honest, it has become a major problem, the abuse of opioids. But for people like Megan who need them just to move around, ab- of course, yeah, absolutely. God, I mean, back in the day, my mother suffered from so many ailments and all she needed was a little blue pill, but they didn't have it then. Right. Give anything if they did, but they didn't. And so, yeah. Don't abuse, but go ahead and enjoy your life. If you need those, take them. Someone in the chat says, come on, Linda, pick up some reading skills. <laughs> Look. How mean is that? Well, first of all, Linda is, first of all, they were joking. I'm not sure. They're joking. Okay. But second of all, Linda's not a professional paid like like me a god yeah but you mess up all the time and nobody ever says anything to you about it what have i said to you don't care keep going i so don't care and they can say whatever they want i i'll flub up 18 stories today i don't And nobody says mark get some reading skills that's because i don't care it bothers you and they know it so now they're 
digging at you. Just don't give a shit. I'm never going to get through this next one. It's a long one. Look, <laughs> take the attitude that you have in our marriage where you don't, don't give fucking, a shit. Right. Okay. Just take that attitude with your stories and your reading and fuck them. All right. Fuck you, Al. What Al say? He's the one that said it. Oh, okay. But he was joking. Um, Deanie in... I don't know where this is, so I can't pronounce it. Wait, we've been there. Pronounce that for me. See, I do need reading skills. Fuck. Carpinteria. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's one of those big, long medical terms. Carpinteria. Uh, Linda, you used to drive through that. I'm like, every... I've been here. Why can't I see how to pronounce that? You used to drive through that every time we went to Oxnard for the beach. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I did. I think... Carpinteria is where the Santa Claus that used to sit on the chimney. It is. Santa Claus Lane. Yeah. Um, Okay. So let's see if I can get through this last comment. So, Mark, your recap of the special one-time only reunion of Mark and Brian was good and stuff, but you didn't address how you and Brian felt hanging with each other. Was it awkward at first or like no time had passed? I have friends that I won't see for years, and then we get together, and it's like we've never been apart. Can you share a little of that with the fam, since we already know you have a butt fetish? (laughs) What does butt fetish have to do with... I'm not going to try to figure that out. Uh, so, well, it was work. Uh, from the moment we arrived, we were shuttled into a room to start the first interview, and it was that all day long. Uh, but there was time to hang out. We were in a car being driven to KTLA, so there was joking around and hanging out there. Uh, and then, you know, the show itself. Uh, I can tell you, once work began, which was the reunion show itself, it was work. Uh, just exactly as it was for those 27 years. Um, I can say, as far as working with Brian, that uh, getting back together for that reunion show was exactly, precisely what it was for all of those 27 years. Nothing changed whatsoever. It was the same. Yeah. And that's nice. As I'm hearing from Elliot and whoever else listened to it, they everybody really enjoyed it couple of pros get together doesn't matter it's been six years you know we did a good job i would be crushed if we had gotten together for that and didn't have it we're too old sound like a couple of old guy you know that wasn't the case luckily it was a good good show well planned well executed and nothing has changed great and that's comments all right let's stop that let's move over here so that we can push this That happened, and we all let it happen. It was on this day, 2005, German model Heidi Klum marries English singer Seal in Mexico. Now, I know they're divorced now. Mm-hmm. Was there alleged badness in the thing? I think he did something bad. Um, 
That's too bad, because I'd see photographs of Heidi and Seal and the kids, and Seal would paint his face at Disneyland just like the kids would. So sorry to hear, in fact, if that was the case. That Great was a long singer. time ago. They've been divorced a while. It was on this day back in 1999, actor Rip Torn wins $475,000 in punitive damages for defamation of character Mm. in a suit against actor Dennis Hopper. In 1994, on The Tonight Show, Hopper said that Rip Torn was cut out of the film Easy Rider because he pulled a knife on Dennis Hopper. And he didn't. Well, he sued and won. Hmm. So whether he did or didn't doesn't seem to be the point. Uh, Dennis Hopper couldn't prove it. Therefore, he stated it. Defamation of character and Rip Torn won. Half a million bucks. I can't picture Rip Torn. I mean, when you said that, I thought of the guy that used to throw the confetti. No, that's... uh, I can't remember. Uh, Rip Torn, do you remember seeing... um, what was the Ben Stiller movie? Uh, you can dodge a wrench. You can dodge a ball. Dodge bomb. Dodge ball. He was the coach in oh, dodge ball. Okay. Okay. It was on this day, and I want to talk about this. It was on this day in 1994. The state of Illinois executes convicted serial killer John Wayne Gacy for the murders of 33 mm. young men and boys. Now. Um, it's an interesting time, thanks to, I guess, Netflix, where they took a look. It started, for me, with the Ted Bundy tapes, which is a documentary of Ted Bundy when he was in prison. A documentarian went and interviewed Ted Bundy, who all these tapes that they recorded have been turned into this documentary. And The reason I bring this up is because of John Wayne Gacy. It gives us a really interesting look into these people. Now, you take Ted Bundy, for example. Ted Bundy was a heinous killer, absolutely capable of the most horrific things you'd ever thought he would sneak into a sorority. I don't want to hear this. I don't don't want to hear this. I would have watched it. Bludgeon. Oh, Jesus have sex with her dead body. Okay. Decapitate. I okay. mean, did all, all right. the Okay, but here's the point. Mm. They or Ted Bundy knew how disgusting he was, and that's who he actually was. That's him. But he created this persona. He went to school to study to be an attorney. He had a girlfriend who had a child from a prior marriage and was a wonderful stepdad figure to that child. That's what he wanted us to see. Charming, good looking. When he was on trial, women would come and swoon because he was so good looking and funny and charming. Yet, okay, so he's on trial. Trial's not going. What does he do? He slips out a window in the courtroom, goes off and kills six women. Does he think we're not going to notice? All right. The point is, John Wayne Gacy, put to death. Here's a guy, respected pillar of the community, mm. respected member of the church. He was on every board there was to be on, would dress up as a clown to entertain the kids. And then at night, when he was alone, 
he would lure young men into his home, kill them, fuck them, mm. dismember them, and then bury them under the walkway of his home. 33 bodies found under there. And here's the kicker. According to the movie, his mother was there in the house while all of this was going on and apparently oblivious to it. So just know that you don't know who you're looking at when you meet somebody. I saw footage of Ted Bundy when he was dressed up like an attorney by the way he represented himself pretty well in many of these court cases, but he's an insane serial killer. So you don't know. None of this makes me feel very good. Well, it's what I say to Linda. She gets pissed when we're in traffic and she flips somebody off. You don't know. I quit doing that. You don't know who you're flipping off. You don't know what you're looking at. You don't know what you're dealing with. And I do recommend those of you that are, you know, motivated to do it. The Ted Bundy tapes on Netflix. It's only four episodes. It's riveting. What about the movie? Oh, the movie was great too. Uh, Netflix, they came out with... Uh, um, Zach Efron. Zach Efron as Ted Bundy. Did a great job. Did now, he sing and dance? He did not. I'm sorry, I was thinking about Showman. Um, the movie is primarily based on the book that was written by the girl that he was a boyfriend and girlfriend with and she refused even after he had been arrested and was on trial. She refused to believe that it was him. Because she couldn't. This guy that she was in love with that was a stepdad to her child, he's this heinous serial killer. Well, yeah, no. Because you can't no. believe it. It's like, are you kidding me? Yeah. So the movie is based on that book. So you're not going to get as much of... Killing? Uh, well, yeah, as you do in the documentary. The documentary tells you the entire story, the entire timeline, and then these eerie recordings of Ted Bundy talking about it. So... There it is. Um, I just want to also say thank you, Don, because it's Rip Taylor that throws the confetti. Ah. Yeah. It was on this day in 1991. Oakland A slugger Jose Canseco is... You better make sure this is right, goddammit. It was on this day in 1991. Oakland A slugger Jose Canseco is spotted leaving Madonna's New York oh, apartment. Oh, okay. <laughs> which, who hasn't? It was on, oh, let me hit this. It was on this day, back in 1986, what were you doing, that the Pet Shop Boys West End Girls hits the number one spot on Billboard Singles Chart. Sometimes you're better off dead There's a gun in your hand that's pointing at your head You think you're mad, too unstable Kicking in chairs and knocking down tables In a restaurant in a West End town Call well, I'll tell you what Linda was doing uh, May 86, we lived in Vestavia in Alabama, which is a, a suburb of Birmingham, and our next-door neighbor, Dee, was pregnant at the same time Linda was. Every day, they would take a walk, and I thought, well, now that is, look at these, 
two pregnant women out <laughs> exercising, getting a walk. This is great. Found out later after the fact they were walking to the Dairy Queen to get ice cream. Hey, we walk there at least. Too many shadows, whispering voices, faces on posters, too many choices. If, when, why, what, how much have you got? Have you got it to get it? So That's an exciting time when you're about to have your first kid. Is it? It is. You didn't think it was? Well, I mean, I, it's exciting every time, but the first time, I mean, you, you, you're, you don't know what to expect, so you're excited and you're scared, and you know everything is just uh, rosy and calm. Yeah, well, and chocolate cakes. Well, plus you had those hormones screaming for chocolate cake. For just, I mean, right? I mean, when you're pregnant, everything is just beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. then when you're not pregnant anymore. Right after when those hormones are in shock, it's not funny at all. It was on this day in 1983, the first, I'm sorry, the last first-run episode of Laverne and Shirley is broadcast on ABC. Do it our way. Nothing's gonna turn us back now. Straight ahead and on the track now. We're gonna make I, I thought, and God love Gary Marshall, I, I wish he were still here, just one of the greatest guys in the world, and I do not besmirch Gary. He created this. I thought it was the dumbest well, but Shit. you don't like sitcoms. You just don't like them. Even among Laverne sitcoms. Laverne and Shirley, when it first started out, was a great show. It was stupid. No, it wasn't. Carmen, the next door neighbor. The who dancer. Would he would bust in the door and start what dumb. Lenny and Squiggy. Stupid. Nah, dumb no. ass shit. On this day in 1969, the Beatles single Get Back debuts at number 10 on Billboard. Get back, get back, get back to where you once belong. Get back, get back, get back to where you once All right, so now we're going to guess what year was it. Oh, Jesus. You're going to get a song, a movie, and something from the headlines. Let me take, so we have four. We have okay. four today. I'll give you a dollar for each. No, I'll go further. I'll bet you a dollar. I won't get any of these. That you don't get any. I won't. Has to be on the money. Are you ready? Yeah. First up, I give you. But wait, if I get one year right, I get a dollar? No. Yes, yes. I, I, uh, okay. I'm betting you a dollar that you don't get one right. But wait, that means I have to pay you when I don't know these. That's correct. All right. So we're on. Okay, we're on. All right, first up, again, you're guessing the year. Yes. Here is a hit song from said year. Here she come now, sing a morning, morning. 
Here is a movie clip from said year. In 1967, Oliver Stone was a combat infantryman in Vietnam. A movie that grew out of his own experience. Stone has come a long way from Vietnam, but he has not left it behind. Platoon. Hmm. Damn it. And now, from said year, headlines ripped from the front pages. In our America, there should be no seat on the Supreme Court for Robert Bork. In Judge Robert Bork, the president has found a man of unquestionable ability and integrity. So, Linda, I ask you, what year did all of that happen? 1985. The correct answer is 1987. One down, three to go. You ignorant slut. (laughs) Who can't read? (laughs) First up, a hit song from said year. The morning, the day. Won't you see things my way? Next up, hit movie from said year. One shot is what it's all about. Deer has to be taken with one shot. Hey, Mike, let me borrow your spares, huh? Your extra pair? No, Stan. What do you mean, no? Just what I said, no. No means no. Uh, Just so you know, the movie was The Deer Hunter. Okay, that doesn't help me either. Next up, headlines ripped from the front pages. We have two projections. The first in New Jersey, in the election of a senator. Our projected winner is Bill Bradley. Bill Bradley, of course, a very popular candidate, well-known basketball player. So, Linda, what year is all of that referring to? You missed the first one. You're on your second now. 1986. The correct answer is 1978. All right. Hey, Oregon Tom in the chat got that right. Great. Not paying them a dollar. Could have used that info a little sooner, Tom. All right. So this, now those first two, you were, I can't get any excuses. Mm -hmm. All right. Here we go. This may be a little more in your wheelhouse. You need to stop looking at the chat and focus on the year. Well, I just need for them to make their fingers work faster. No, no, you can't cheat. (laughs) Do not. Okay. Turn that over. I can't. I'll lose it. All right. I won't look. Here we go. God, God, I wish I could make one of my eyes go in a different direction. You need to stop talking and focus. If you listened, you'd have a better shot. Okay. Here we go. A song. I've been listening. You're not. Lindy, you didn't even get the decade on the last one. Well, was that Foreigner? Yes. They weren't popular in the 80s? They were popular in the 80s. They had their first hit in 1977. Here we go. You got two more years to get your dollar. Okay. Here is a song from said year. Okay. Here is a movie from said year. You know my father. Now you come to me and you say, I'm Corleone. They want to get mixed up in the family business? It's not personal. It's strictly business. The Godfather. Okay. Headlines 
from the front page of said year. Five people have been arrested and charged with breaking into the headquarters of the Democratic National Committee in the middle of the night. The Democratic National Committee is located in the Watergate office building. Watergate. So, so far we've heard from School's Out, Alice Cooper. The Godfather and Watergate. What year, Linda, did that happen? 19... Fuck, I don't know. 78. Oh, my God. How far off am I? 1972. So you were only six years off. Everybody in the chat said 72, except Bakerfield, Bakersfield. He's a dumbass like me. He's 76. I swear to God. All right, I got one more chance. And these news clips suck. Let me look at my wallet because I'm about to double down. <laughs> I, don't, right. I don't have any money with me. All right. I usually don't carry money down to the office. The studio. I am willing to say, because you have one more to go, I am willing to say that I will bet you $20 cash. No, 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 no. I'm never going to get this. $20 cash and a poop bag (laughs) that you don't get this one. Are we on? I tell you what. I'll make that. No, I thought I had two poop Poop bags. bags, Only one. Just one. So 20 bucks. And I love how neatly your poop bag is folded up. That's how I do it. Is that for you or red? (laughs) 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 All right. I'll take that bet. All right. And then I, but I don't have a poop bag. I'll set this to the side. I can give you a 20, though. Here's 20. After the show. All right, here we go. God damn it. Oh, one more to go. Good luck. Here is, from said year, a hit song. All in all, it's just a brick in the wall. Oh, fuck. Hint, that's Queen. No, it's not. All in- that's not Queen. All in all, it's Isn't that Pink Floyd? Brick in the wall. I was, I was going to say I was trying to trick you. I wasn't. I actually thought it was Queen when I first played it. Yes, it is Pink Floyd. Okay. All in all, it's just a brick in the wall. Now, hit movie from said year. This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's a big building with patients. That's not important right now. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Airplane. Okay, so, so far we have... All in all, it's just a brick in the wall. Queen, and... <laughs> That's not Queen! This woman has to be gotten to a hospital. A hospital? What is it? It's Airplane. a big deal with patients. That's not important right now. Surely you can't be serious. I am serious. And don't call me Shirley. Okay, so... Airplane. I know that at least I knew you, because we went to see Airplane together. All right. Here are the headlines ripped from the front page of said year. 
Politicians from several states tonight are sharply criticizing President Carter's handling of the Cuban refugee problem. The governor of Texas, Bill Clements, says the president has literally opened the floodgates. Linda. Wait a minute. You Wait. Looked, you looked at me funny when I said we saw that movie together. Wait. $20. And... That can be, oh, smells good. That can be yours. They're scented <laughs> to take away from the poop smell. 20 bucks and a poop bag sits right here. If you can tell me the exact year that that took place. 19. How far off am I? For 20 bucks and a poop bag. Damn it. Your answer again was? 1979. The correct answer is... Nineteen eighty. Fuck. <laughs> One year off. You know I, that's crucial, though. You know when we're playing a game. By the way, four years <laughs> you had a shot, <laughs> and you couldn't get any of them. So you owe me twenty-one dollars. Hey, the chat's saying, no, the wall was 79. Fuck you, Mark. 79, the wall was released. The answer is 1980. I will hand Linda the piece of and paper. The, but yes, but, but then JR is saying the movie was 80, and Mark is wrong. I'm not wrong about anything. Oh, <clears throat> excuse me. Um, it might have been released in 79, but it probably was a big hit in 80. See what I'm saying? Okay. okay. <laughs> Just pay me my money in my poop bag. <laughs> I told you I don't have a poop bag, but I'll give you 20 when I get my purse. You made a bet All for right. a shit bag. Get it. I'll get it to you. All right, here we go. To lighten your spirits, to lighten your dumbass spirits, <laughs> we have for you now blonde man jokes. Here we go. I'm going to name the show $20 in a poop bag. Okay. Here we go. A blonde man. Focus. Okay. Well, hurry up and write. Yeah. You can focus on my blonde jokes. A blonde man is in the bathroom and his wife shouts, did you find the shampoo? He answers, yes, but I'm not sure what to do. It's for dry hair and I've already <laughs> wet mine. <laughs> A blonde man shouts frantically into the phone. My wife is pregnant, and her contractions are only two minutes apart. Is this her first child, asked the doctor. No, he shouts. This is her husband. <laughs> A blonde man is in jail. The guard looks in his cell and sees him hanging by his feet. Mm -mm. Just what exactly are you doing, he asks. 
I'm hanging myself, the blonde replies. The rope should be around your neck, says the guard. He says, I tried that, but I couldn't breathe. (laughs) A woman phoned her blonde male neighbor and said, close your curtains the next time you and your wife are having sex. The whole street was watching you yesterday. To which the blonde man replied, well, the joke's on you because I wasn't even home yesterday. (laughs) All right. Somebody (sighs) else was banging his wife. Yes, that appears to be the case. All right. Now, it was May the 4th be with you. And I've got all of these fun facts from Star Wars. But what do you say I pushed that? No. All right. I'm going to blow through it quick because I got my Mother's Day stuff, which includes a rant. Oh, a rant. All right. Here we go. I'll do these quick because you've all heard most of them, but whatever. Because of May the 4th be with you, I give you little known fun facts about the film, the franchise. The actor who played Obi-Wan Kenobi, Alec Guinness, thought of the Star Wars films as fairy fairy tale rubbish. Oh, my. Despite that, he negotiated a deal that he would earn 2% of the gross box office receipts for the movie that he appeared in, which earned him, to date, over $95 million. Not rubbish anymore, is it? Harrison Ford was paid... Only $10,000 for his performance in the first Star Wars. Mm. Peter Cushing, who played Grand Moff Tarkin, found his costume boots so uncomfortable that he wore slippers during all of his scenes and insisted that he be shot from the waist (laughs) up. The sound of the TIE fighter engines is actually the combined sound of an elephant call mixed with the sounds of a car driving on wet pavement. Hmm. Steven Spielberg made a bet with George Lucas for a percentage of the Star Wars films, which to date has earned Spielberg millions. I'm sure. I I meant to look up what the bet was, and I don't remember. Hmm. Many of the buildings constructed to be used in shots of Tatooine are still standing in Tunisia. In fact, some of them are still used to this day. Mm. The bounty hunter Bossix clothing is nothing more than a recycled spacesuit from the film Doctor Who. Oh, my. Yoda's species was never named. Like, what is he? Mm -hmm. They never said. He's Yoda. Mm -hmm. Yoda was originally going to be played by a monkey carrying a cane and wearing a mask. Oh, that would have changed things, I feel. During the evacuation of Cloud City, you can see an extra running with what appears to be and is an ice cream maker. The extra has since been given an elaborate backstory and the supposed ice cream maker is meant to be a database of contact information within the rebellion. Mm-mm. I love that. Mm -hmm. Extra got caught running. It's great. The word Ewok is never said out loud in any of the Star Wars films. Wait, so then why do we call them Ewoks? I don't know. 
the bounty hunter droid IG-88 was actually built from the recycled film props. His head is the drink dispenser from the cantina scene in Star Wars Episode Four. Three of the aliens seen on Jabba's barge in Star Wars Episode Six uh, are named Klaatu, Barada, Nikto. And those of you that know the film, The Day the Earth Stood Still, you know that those are the three words that you must speak to the robot to shut him down. Oh, it sounds like cheese to me. Star Wars Episode One: The Phantom Menace was labeled as the dollhouse when the movie was shipped to theaters, so nobody would oh. steal it. The communicator Qui-Gon Jinn uses is actually an altered Gillette Sensor XL women's razor. Oh, how funny. Now, are you pronouncing these names correctly? I'm doing my best. Mm. Samuel L. Jackson claims that the words bad motherfucker were engraved on his lightsaber that he used in Star Wars. Mm. While filming lightsaber fight scenes, Ewan McGregor kept getting carried away and making the sounds of the weapon himself which had to be removed in post-production. Mm. I love this one. The members of NSYNC made a cameo in Star Wars Episode Two for the joy of George Lucas's daughters. <laughs> so they showed up, they filmed the scene, made the daughters happy, and George cut it yes. from the movie. Ahmed Best, the actor who plays Jar Jar Binks, also makes an unknown appearance out of costume in the background as a regular guy mm. in one scene. That's awesome. So does Anthony Daniels, who played C-3PO. The in-universe name for the genre of music heard during the cantina scene is called jizz. Oh, wow. Anakin Skywalker slash Darth Vader made six of the nine diagnostic criteria for borderline personality disorder. In the early draft of the Star Wars story, R2-D2 speaks standard English and is basically a jerk. George Lucas came up with the name R2-D2 while filming the movie American Graffiti. A member of the sound crew asked him to retrieve reel two of the second dialogue track, which in the parlance would be, could you please get me R2-D2? Oh. The phrase, I have a bad feeling about this, is said in every single Star Wars film. That's awesome. There is an island nation called Nui that accepts collectible Star Wars coins as real money. Oh my. And uh, lastly, every Star Wars film has been released the week after George Lucas's birthday on May the 14th. Is there one coming out this year? I don't know. I think there is. I think there's one coming soon. Wait, I thought one came out last year in November or December. That was... Solo. See That's now not that a Star Wars movie. Yeah, it is. But now that Disney owns it, oh, they don't give a fuck about they're, anybody's they're making, birthday. It's no longer special where you wait years to see the next one. Mm. Star Wars is cranking those things out left and right. I think so. 
All right, here we go. Mother's Day. It's Sunday. And I'm not going to get into this yet. I'll just share with you. Splurging on mom this Sunday is Mother's Day. Mm -hmm. Uh, Here is what mom is getting by percentage. 15% of moms receive electronics. Oh. 20% books. 20% housewares and gardening tools. 24% personal service like a spa treatment. 35% jewelry. 38% clothing, 45% gift cards, 55% special outing, Hmm. 67% flowers, 75% greeting cards. Cards. Questions. Which president declared Mother's Day an official holiday? Was it Woodrow Wilson, Teddy Roosevelt, Harry Truman? Teddy Roosevelt. It was Woodrow Wilson. Good job. Well, I haven't gotten anything right today, so. Mother's Day is actually a two-week festival in what country? Is it Israel, Korea, Nepal? Korea. It's Nepal. Mm. Good job. (laughs) And lastly, what famous song was written by Julia Ward Howe, who first suggested Mother's Day become a holiday? Was it Happy Birthday? Was it Battle Hymn of the Republic? Was it Dixie? Dixie. Good job. It was Battle Hymn of the Republic. (laughs) I'm batting a thousand a day. (laughs) All right. So this will lead me into my rant. Oh, Jesus. Anna Jarvis would later try to stop what Mother's Day became. The holiday quickly became a commercialized opportunity for producers to sell flowers, candy, and cards. Anna Rivas Jarvis felt this was distracting from the personal and intimate aspects of the holiday and defied this by starting boycotts, walkouts, and even condemned First Lady Eleanor Roosevelt for using the day as a means of fundraising. Reese Jarvis would eventually use all of her money in this fight and died at the age of 84 in a sanitarium. Mm. In the year 2018, last year, Mother's Day, generated revenue of $23 billion. On average, shoppers spent $180 each on gifts for mom. A nationwide total of $4.6 billion was spent on jewelry alone. Now, here's my rant, and it's simple. Did you get me some jewelry? Nope. Mm. Flowers? Look, this whole thing about, okay, let's just take dinner. Going to take mom out to dinner. What does that mean for mom? Well, that means that I don't have to clean up or I don't have to cook. That's what it means. Who gets the kids ready? Who gets them dressed and fixed up to go out? Oh, so they're little kids. Yeah. Okay. Uh, And then you get there and it's basically warmed over convention food that you wait in line to get. I just don't find that entertaining. Not if you go to five guys. But that see, that comes down to the point. If you really want to have a great Mother's Day, ask mom what she would like to do. I could go ahead and tell you on Mother's Day at our house, because Linda loved it, we would always cook out. Yep. And there was the year where Matt was big enough to help dad 
and I had grilled the steaks and the hot dogs and the hamburgers, whatever it was. Matt was carrying the tray in the back door so we could have Mother's Day dinner. We had a screen door that would open and close. It opened and then slammed on Matthew's elbow, which he dropped the tray and three labs ate steak, (laughs) hamburgers, and hot dogs. So we just went out to dinner. (laughs) But the point is, ask mom what she would like. Uh, Because to me, getting the kids ready to go out to dinner is just not Mother's Day. Linda asked me one year, what would you like for Father's Day? I said, well, I would really enjoy smoking a joint and watching a movie. (laughs) So she took the kids and they left. I think they went to a movie. They did something. And I did exactly that. I smoked a joint. I watched Aliens. That was a long time ago. That was when they were little. And I turned the volume all the way up. It was awesome. That was a great Father's Day because she asked, what would you like? So as you move through Mother's Day, just ask her, what would you really, really like for Mother's Day? Anything. Do anything. We can go out to eat if you want. Do you want flowers? Do you want candy? We'll get everything, anything you want. Because honestly, it is the single hardest job in the world. Especially, think of those moms. They have to be at work at 8. They get home at 5.30 or 6. And then they have to make dinner, pick up the rooms, do the laundry. Do the homework, do the baths. It's crazy. It's absolutely insane. Hardest job in the world. No question. They love it. Most of it. That's a hard job sometimes. But it, I do agree with the sentiment of honoring mother on Mother's Day. For example, Linda, if your kids were still, say, 12, 10, right. and 8, what would you want on well, Mother's th- Day? What I loved most was the um, school-made gifts. Yeah, stuff they would make at class. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And you saved most of that. Yeah. My favorite is Katie's, because you can't tell what it is. Matt's and Amy's, and at least you could tell some of the writing. Not Katie's. See, because Katie didn't follow the instructions. She did exactly, precisely what she wanted to do. Which is what she still does. Which adds, I love that. <laughs> I, I just love it. We still hang shit on the Christmas tree. That they made when they were little. When it's Katie's, you can't tell it's Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> and we still... We put them on the tree. Loving it. Um, Judy G in the chat asks, So, Skeeter, when did you cook dinner last? Last night. I cooked baked chicken, yep. um, uh, filled peas and snaps, and some rice. She did. Yeah. Absolutely true. It's probably the one part of her day that she would love to get rid of, and that's not doing, but deciding. Yeah, it's the decision on what to have for dinner. Yeah. That it is hard. So we end up eating a lot of the same things over and over again. You would think we'd go out. We used to go out to dinner a lot, especially when the kids were around. And now that it's just us, you know. Well, we we go out to lunch pretty much every day. So I figure going out two times a day is a little much. Well, plus it's just us. And periodically, you know what we have? This is crazy. Bowl of cereal. Yeah. I love it. Yep. Because I don't ever get to eat. When I was a kid, every single night before bed, bowl of cereal. Mm-hmm. Loved it. It was too good. All right, let's get to crap, shall we? This is pretty much everybody's nightmare, but it came true for a guy in China. A man in his 20s went to the doctor complaining of a 
crawling sensation. Oh, no, no. <gasps> in his right ear. Fuck. A doctor looked inside and saw a spider spinning a web deep inside the man's ear canal. He used a few drops of saline to drive the creepy crawler out and then removed from the ear canal a completed and covered spider web. The video is out there if you want to see it. No, thank you. But they warn against those that are queasy. Mm. Ugh. That could happen to any of us. Of course it could. Do you have any idea the amount of critters that crawl across your face every night you're sleeping? Shut up. How's that coffee? Pretty good. Mark, move that coffee, please, baby. Please. You knock it over when it's out of the way. Well, she has a good point. We have a piece of equipment in front of me that controls everything in the studio, and it's worth five to six billion dollars. <laughs> that Norm built. The studio that Norm built. That's what this is. All right, here we go. A new survey found that the average adult spends 131 days a year bored. Oh. The survey defined a boring day as one that involved no fun at all. Seems all these adult responsibilities like work, parenting, paying bills, and in general chores are taking all the fun out of life for most adult Americans. In fact, 60% of participants believe their life is simply too grown up. Well, I mean, so you have to find things that bring you joy so that you have something to look forward to. I can tell you that... And it's the smallest things. It doesn't have to be anything grand. Yeah, I, I can tell you that at the height of things... In fact, this seemed to be a practice throughout. I was working uh, a lot, uh, and I was really kind of not available for anything until dinner. But then after dinner was done and cleared, and the kids were dressed and bathed and in bed and read to, Linda and I would conjure uh, uh, or congregate someplace to have a cocktail and talk about the day. How you doing? What's going on? And it was that. It was an hour to two hours, and then we went to bed. So even, you know, it's not much, but at least we had that. Yeah. As I remember. Was that you? Yeah, I think right. it was. Just double check. <laughs> All right. Do you want to know a secret? Do you promise not to tell? A new survey says that millennials are almost twice as likely to hide bank and credit card accounts from their partners oh, wow. than older generations are. 28% of millennials admit to having hidden bank accounts compared to 15% of older adults. The survey also found that more than half of Americans say that keeping a secret account is as bad as having a secret love affair, with 20% of people saying it's worse. Wow. Yep. Well, they just do things differently now than what we did. I mean, I, I think that Matt and Lenny still have separate bank accounts. I mean, when we got married, we just, it was all lumped in together and we went from there. Which was mostly yours. 
At the beginning, yes. I defend. I was spending most of my salary on pot. <laughs> so, And I was putting up with it. Yeah. I, I don't understand. Well, as you should have. <laughs> well, I, 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 gotta, I gotta say, you're in a committed relationship and somebody is pulling cash from the pile and putting it into a secret account that the other person doesn't know about. Now, wait a minute. What if they're taking that? And, and I'm, I'm not saying that this is right. None of this is right. Because if you're hiding something, then something's wrong. You know. All right, what's your point? Okay, but the pile you were referring to was a joint account. Uh-huh. Okay. But what if they have separate accounts? Well, then why would you need a secret account? Well, but see, the point is you're in a committed relationship, so everybody is putting everything in the middle. And you're pulling stuff out. Mm. Yeah, I know. I, I agree. It's cheating. It is. Now, I'm in full agreement that one could say to the other, okay, here's our pile. What do you say I pull a little bit and stick it off in this account for us for something special? Right. That's fine. Love it. Yeah. You know. Yeah. What you did. You did. And you you piled up a good chunk of change and we both knew about it and then never went to it. It was our secret account. Oh, I see. Yeah. <laughs> she was looking at me like, what are you I'm saying? I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about? No, no. <laughs> and that thing came to pass. It came to help quite a bit because I forgot about it. And then... It's called a savings account, people. Well, but but <laughs> I just forgot about it. And I had no idea how much was there. It helped us buy a house. Environmentalists say that the high demand for toilet paper in the U.S. is wrecking our forests. These environmentalists say that we're flushing entire forests down the toilet. In case you're wondering, it seems that we lead the world in toilet paper consumption as the average American tears through 141 toilet paper rolls in a year. Wow, that's a lot. Now, what about this bidet thing? Honey, we had a bidet for years and I never once used it. Nor did I because we weren't raised to do it. But doesn't it seem like a better idea, the French, bidet no where you then you're just splashing water up your ass on your ass not up your ass but on your ass that's not cleaning it okay wait so you're taking paper and smearing it on your ass is that cleaning it well if you use enough paper you get it all off <laughs> ergo an entire tree you know it is a universal problem and i i do think the bidet idea is a pretty good one now there are many that use baby wipes because you have wet on there, you're not using a ton of paper towels and you get a better clean with the baby wipe. Those are not flushable, even though they say they are. Mm. They're not. Ergo problem. Yeah. A child in Georgia was anxious to open a new box of Legos, but incredibly disappointed when the box didn't contain his little plastic bricks. The tot didn't recognize what was inside the box and got pissed. Three women who bought the Legos at a consignment shop didn't recognize it either. They turned the box over to the cops who confirmed that in the box was $40,000 worth of meth. 
Mm-mm-mm. They believe the package was likely shipped to the wrong address and never made it to the intended receiver. These people are not thinking. They you have an $8 they, box of Legos. They could have sold it. <laughs> 40 grand worth of meth. Yeah, but then if you get caught, you go to jail. You got $40,000. <laughs> they didn't know that, though. I wouldn't even know what meth looked like. Well, honestly, I wouldn't either. I did say break, I see Breaking Bad, so I might if it was light blue, I might have a, hey, honey, this is meth. Oh, I see. I didn't even know it was light blue. Well, theirs was. Ah. But see what made that great? The guy from Breaking Bad, he had, he had, I'm not giving anything away, he had <laughs> cancer, and he loved his family, and he knew he was going to die, and there's going to be massive bills. So to make money secretly, he started, now he's a scientist, he started making meth. Mm. Because of his chemical knowledge, the meth that he was putting on the street was the greatest meth ever made. So now he's a big hit and he's having to crank out a whole lot more. His was light blue Mm. because it was crystal clear. Just when you thought Courtney Love had said everything possible about her late husband, Kurt Cobain, she comes up with another reason to talk. In an interview with GQ, Courtney was asked about Brad Pitt being in a Cobain biopic, and she responded, quote, Kurt had more presence and more beauty than Brad Pitt. Kurt was a leader. He was strong. And as a matter of fact, he was extremely well hung if you really want to know the truth. Well, there you go. Not to say Brad Pitt's not. Right. Can't confirm it. Well, she's just saying that he was more handsome than Brad Pitt. To her. Yeah. But he wasn't. Brad Pitt's pretty. He's a pretty uh, guy. You don't care for Brad Pitt. Uh, well, I mean, he's to me, he's okay looking. He's not ugly. He, you know, I'm... I, I'm not crazy about him like uh, a lot of people are. Um, okay, well now, uh, you know, to each his own. Brad Pitt is gorgeous. Okay, yeah. He's got perfect white teeth. That's your opinion. Well, it's not my opinion. It's the world's opinion. He's. I'm saying, if okay. you don't see it, that's fine. Because you see guys I don't get, like Will Smith. I don't get it at all. See, I think like Bradley Cooper is very handsome. He is. Yeah. He, he really is. Um... Yeah, it's it's to each his own. Whatever turns you on, turns you on. Yeah. But not for Courtney. Brad Pitt, you have no cock hanging off of you. Uh, that's not what she was saying. Mm-hmm. No. What was she saying? She was saying that her husband was more attractive than Brad Pitt. And then she just threw in that he was well hung. Watch this. Uh, Linda, am I more attractive than Brad Pitt? Of course you are, baby. Not buying it. All right. Today's question. Which celebrity would you like to have as your neighbor? I have a serious answer. Well, I'm just going to say Will Smith. (laughs) God. I couldn't give him the time of day. I can't wait for this new Aladdin movie to come out because you know it's got to be better than Dumbo. It doesn't have to be better than Dumbo. It uh, will be, though. I don't think it will. I'll go ahead and say I think this tanks. Here's what I'll say. I think it will be rotten on Rotten Tomatoes. 
that's below so. 50 or 65. Yeah, mm, that's okay. what I say. I've seen the clips and it's always a bad scene when everybody from the film is out promoting the shit out of it. Well, that's Disney. That's what they do. Maybe. I'm just getting a bad feel. I, I really Well, am. everybody was out promoting Dumbo and it was horrible. Uh, real quick before I get into the answer, my answer to the question of what would you want for your neighbor. So speaking of neighbor, yesterday, I'm walking Red up. Red is, it's safer if Red doesn't do stairs anymore. So I take him up the side path, we both do, to the front door and there's no stairs to deal with. He gets in right, the house. Right. So I'm walking up, it's eight o'clock in the morning. I'm wearing pajamas, house shoes, and a jacket that I smoke cigars in. Which is just tattered and torn with holes and stuffing is coming out of it and it's horrible to look at. And Red is out playing in the street. Oh, see, now, okay. Why is Red in the street? And so my next door neighbor, Rusty Wallace, is pulling out of his driveway and of course he stops for Red and he rolls his window down. He was heading out for a golf tournament with Peyton Manning and all kinds of other NFL. So I had to school him really quick. I said, if you want to have fun, because he said Peyton's going to have all these stories. And I said, well, Rusty, you've got some pretty great stories yourself. Yeah. And I said, if you really want to get Peyton going, ask him to compete with you on anything. I have heard through Sam Farmer that Peyton Manning is so competitive. Which today is Sam Farmer's birthday. And I told him, thanks to you, yeah. I told him happy birthday. You could say to Peyton, I'll bet you that I could take this salt shaker and shake out exactly 15 granules. Can you say the same? <laughs> Peyton would be up all night mm. trying to beat you at that. And Rusty said, is he really that way? I said, yeah, a lot of them are. Because you look at it, these kids were brought up being trained to compete and and. Peyton is the worst. My next door neighbor, George Clooney. Mm, yeah. he, he and I would be best friends. And he's a big jokester. He and I would take turns pulling tricks on each other. Oh, man. Mm. My very favorite. They were shooting a movie, Brad Pitt and George Clooney. They were sequestered inside of a building in a big city. Word got out a group of fans had gathered at the front of the building. Uh, so there they are waiting for George Clooney and Brad Pitt. So they had parked their car down the street. They drove separately. George can't get to his car because of the crowd of people. He goes out a side door, as did Brad, who went out another door to get to his car. George Clooney yells, look, it's Brad Pitt. The crowd runs to Brad and George gets in his car and drives to the hotel. I couldn't love that more. I pray to God it's true. Uh, okay, let me get to one that I know you want. Okay, here it is. Number one, number one song played, by the way, this is British. The number one song played in Britain at funerals. I have no idea. Number five. No, number four, Queen, Who Wants to Live Forever? Mm. Number two, three, Aerosmith, I Don't Want to Miss a Thing. Oh. Number two, Meatloaf, Bad Out of Hell. <laughs> and the 
and the number one song played at funerals in Britain, you have no guess. Think about the soul of this person who's dead is going to ascend to heaven. Stairway to heaven. Finally got something right. And <laughs> hey, where's my money? I'll get it to you when I get my purse. Now in America, that's not the case. Tell you what, I'll save it. This Linda learned from me. Mm-hmm. This is called a hook. Yeah. Next week, I will share with you the number one song in America for people's funerals, if I can remember. remember. Yeah, and that's. Hey, you got to everything on the list today. I'm proud of you. I made sure I got to the funeral because I knew you'd call me on it. Yeah. where are we at? All right. So first off, I have an email that I thought was kind of cute. Garrett says, I would like to wish my ex-wife, Brandy, a happy birthday, May 16th, and a happy Mother's Day. Glad we are friends. Enjoy your 40s, you old bitch. Uh, But now he's joking. Of course he is. Because they have good friends. Well, yeah, he said, I'm glad we're friends. Yeah. You know, yeah, if you are coming to the end of a relationship, boy, instead of getting into a fight and arguing over things and hiring lawyers, it's great if you can just decide together, you know, it just didn't work out. You know what? Everybody in the chat is saying that I don't owe you 20 bucks. How so? Because it was 79. Nope. Okay. That wasn't the bet. Okay. You didn't guess the year. This is uh, true. I want my money. More importantly, you I want, want your that, poop back. Want that dog back. <laughs> um, okay. On 5-7, Tim Oakley turned 62. 5-8, Big Mike turned 60. Big Mike. 5-9, Wes turned 61. 5-10, which is today, mm. Diane turned, turned 60. And our burp. gal. Did you just burp in the middle of my chicken? I did. <laughs> Gosh. It sounds dirty. Did you burp in my chicken? <laughs> um, our gal, Maggie Franklin. Maggie! Turning 53 today. Maggie. Let's see if I can get all this in my mouth right now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, so Maggie, we haven't heard from you in a while. Because quite frankly, I've stopped turning the phone on. Why? Because people that I don't want to talk to always call. No, that's not true. Do you really not turn the phone? You forget to turn it on. Either way, it doesn't get turned on. <laughs> And I need to do that because Maggie always did call. Maggie always love it when you call because she can't go four words in a sentence without saying, and it's not fucking, Mm -hmm. it's fucking. Let me fucking tell you fucking something, Maggie. She's awesome. Yeah, well, you're a a nasty, foul-mouthed whore. (laughs) But you know this. Yes, and we love her. Uh, Okay, 511. I don't love her. I don't know her. (laughs) Mark K turns 53. Also on 511, Jeff from San Luis Obispo turns 45 and Dana Van Diver turns 58. 515 Warren Clift turns 55 mm. and Linda Kelly turns 55 and on 516 Brandy turns 40. I am still by far the oldest fuck in the entire list. Not one person. Today you are. Is as old as me. Yep. Last week there was one guy that was the same age. I think he was, and there was one that was one year older than you. <sighs> God. We have to pause the music. All right. 
Are you ready? Yeah. Tim, Mike, Wes, Diane, Maggie, Marquet, Jeff, Dana, Warren, Linda, and Brandy. Happy birthday, everybody. That'll wrap it for today. We got to go talk to the electrician. Here's, is he here? Not yet, but he will be. That's the problem. When you own a home, there's always a guy coming. And it seems like there's always something wrong with that motherfucking pier. Not Whether after, it's the boat or something floating on the the pier, or not after today, or the hydro hoist, or the electricity, or after today, no more electrical problems. want to say happy mother's day to all you mamas yeah happy mother's day make sure that you get exactly what you want red and i will be here fighting thunderstorms all day sunday is it bad yep Mm. sunday's our worst day i mean there's a horror film out there i may want to see you go to the movie on mother's day and i'll take care of the children Every day after the show, what is the very first thing I do? Linda. P. Nope. Kiss Red. Yes. Can't wait. All right, so if you want to see ducks. <laughs> I didn't get to see them today. They're, they haven't, because it's raining, they haven't been here. Where do they follow you, Linda? At Lake Norman, Linda. Everybody go. Have a great weekend. We'll see you next Friday here. Bye, y'all. Deer has to be taken with one shot. Hey, Mike, let me borrow your spares, huh? Your extra pair? No, Stan. What do you mean, no? Just what I said, no. No means no.